I'm gonna bleach your asshole. I'm gonna bleach it right. I'm gonna put bleach on my dick and ass. Fuck you all night. Good night. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I am Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, what's going on with that shirt you're wearing? Is that like an Iron Man 3 shirt? or no, what, what is a, going on there? There's just it's a like lot an of... ironic, funny shirt. But what is it <laughs> of? Like a... it... I'm standing up so you might not be able to hear me in the mic, but it's like a lion dragon fighting a lizard scorpion dragon. It's, <laughs> it's just very of... elaborate. I've never seen you wear like such a colorful outfit. Um, I don't wear it out when I'm trying to meet women. <laughs> Is that your podcasting shirt? You know, it's my around the house bachelor guy shirt. <laughs> or when once, in do... a, once in a while I wear it out when I want to look like an idiot. You know, when you're just trying to be an asshole, obnoxious. I could see you if you were, had like a red ski mask and you wore that, you could probably be the masked magician. It kind, It's kind of cool. I mean, it looks like a... It's not that cool. <laughs> it no, kind of looks like a Yakuza tattoo type thing, but what, from it's here, giant, it's like a full bleed T-shirt, which is always all, kind of annoying. The like T-shirt that's printed like all the way to the edges, so the graphic is gigantic. Well, from here, I thought it was like the House Lannister shirt or something. And I was like, no, you just bought a game nerdy. of Th- yeah, it would have been like you bought a Game of Thrones shirt. You've now passed to a new level of nerdism. I did buy a Game of Thrones shirt exactly like that. It was a, it was a House Stark shirt for uh, Captain Carl's girlfriend for her birthday, but you know it was kind of a joke. What is she like? If a I if I was like a seventeen year old like thin kid with cool hair and like uh, you know black glasses with no lenses in him, I bet you this shirt would be cool. But because I'm a chubby bearded 38 year old guy, it's not cool. It kind of reminds me of like something an Armenian would wear. True. Like, so if I was Armenian and like really buff and like getting, juiced out, oh, you'd be getting so much ass if you were just Armenian a really ass. like. Rich. I actually really like Armenian girls. Yeah, no, you should wear that. And I live near Little Armenia, so you should just kind of rock that shirt on like Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah, <laughs> the problem is what I'm trying to say is the shirt doesn't really make. I mean, they say like the clothes make the man, but that's not true at all. <laughs> it's a complete lie. <laughs> Like, I, I could wear it around, but the Armenian girls wouldn't think I'm, like I said, a juiced-up Armenian guy with gold chains and, like, you know, several criminal business lines going on. Yeah, you don't look very Armenian. Have you ever seen Conan O'Brien's assistant? No. He did that documentary when he was, like, blacked out from being on the air, so he did this documentary following him around for a year, and his assistant was in it a lot. Andy Richter? No, <laughs> he hasn't. That's his co-host. I'm talking about his, he has a female assistant who's Armenian, and I'm like, I'm totally hot for her. Like, it's um, the Armenian chicks are hot. Semi-famous, all... semi-famous person crush I have. I think they're hot until they get older, and then at that one point, then they get really just they look just miserable and angry and hairy. I don't care. By that time, I will have just had my way with her so much. <laughs> 
she'll be worn out. So what's the occasion? How how how's how are things going over there in uh in the Bay Area, the Wacker? It's hot as fuck. And now I'm all right. It's dark. It's getting cooler. But this morning I wasn't doing so hot. Why? Just because <laughs> it was just hot, or is it? Remember, uh... you know, everybody knows the story of me like doing the double barrel shitting through both legs of my jeans back when I was in college. If I recall, that might be episode twenty-five, <laughs> where uh, Wackerly. Myself and my brother, all like, uh, did we try to best each other with our own sick and wrong stories? Right. Yeah. Long time and I just, ago. Mine was just me shitting myself, which isn't that sick and wrong. But, but it was really gross, though, because you're running through a field. Yeah. It was very descriptive and just shit. As was far as pouring. shit stories go, it's pretty good. I almost, yeah. I almost re, I almost, what should I say? Uh, I almost topped that this morning. Wow. <laughs> wow. God. What, did you, what was it? Domino's pizza? Did you, did you eat like three day old Domino's pizza? Well, let it me tell you the story, the then we'll get to the root causes. I, I, It's not a long story. I was just on the bus, and I literally was having a a wrestling match with my colon. <laughs> and it was kind of a race. I was like, just let me get to my office bathroom. Just let me get to my office bathroom. But you're on the bus. You can't get off the bus in the middle of the Bay Bridge or anything, and there's no toilet there if you could. Uh, and I just wow. I really thought I was going to uh, unload. And I decided to wear these like sort of light-colored pants today. <laughs> So, Were they khaki? Uh, the material might be considered khaki, but they're gr- like light gray. So what would have happened? Would you have just shit yourself no and just sat there in it? That's what I was thinking. You know, you have to, like <laughs> your animal brain is is fighting against the you know the physical problem, but then your higher brain's like thinking about stuff. And one of those was like, I wonder what what it will be like when I shit my pants. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what are these people going to say in this crowded bus? Uh, Were you standing or sitting? Sitting, thankfully. So you could actually just... maybe if I was standing, it wouldn't have been so bad. But um, <laughs> I was sitting, and I had my own like uh, whatever bro to myself. <laughs> it was one of the bigger bosses. Uh, so, do you ever yeah. see the uh, the movie Bridesmaids? Yes, it was you like that. Remember the famous scene where they shit themselves? I, I love the one actress, the one, the one that was the bride. She was trying to run across the street in just this futile effort to make it to the toilet, and mm. it just didn't happen. Like She started shitting herself in the street, and then she just kind of collapsed in it and just Luckily, accepted. Luckily, she has the full bridal dress on. To yeah, sort of I think you would have just like it. let it go and just had to sit and wallow in it, pretend trying to pretend it didn't happen, but everyone would have heard it, and they could smell it, and they would all moved away. <laughs> Well, in addition, I don't have spare pants and underwear at work, so I would have had to turn around and get on another bus and ride all the way back with shitty pants. I suppose I could have gotten a cab and splurged for that. That would have been awesome. But enough about me. I didn't even. I actually I actually won because I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a man and I won the battle. And what, I won what did the you race. eat? What was That's it? the more important part. I ate um, I ate some cheese last night. That even as I was eating it, I was like, there's no mold on this cheese, but it sure does smell funny, like feet. And not, nor- you know, like a lot of cheese is sort of Cheese can be made. stinky. It's made to smell like feet. Yeah. This was just sort of blue cheese. grocery ch- store cheddar that shouldn't be smelling like feet. And I don't, what, I don't know what business I had, like, just thinking, like, I'm just going to eat it. I don't give a shit. Who am I? Who am I, the king of England, to not eat this stinky cheese? Yeah, I mean, you're about and I'm to thinking I need to. Re- I think I need to reevaluate my food choices and general diet. I also saw some photos of myself that were taking over the weekend. 
And I was like, God damn. You know, I wasn't going to say anything. Directly, look at your body, man. What are I, you doing? I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but you kind of look like, you remember Drew Carey when he did the Drew Carey show, Not the Price is Right? Oh, you fatter Drew Carey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I know saying. What you're talking about. You're, you're heading towards that direction. And uh, me living in Southern California. Sometimes when my mirror is fogged up from the shower, I just put a picture of Drew Carey there <laughs> and pretend I'm looking at myself. <laughs> the fat Drew Carey. <laughs> But, but what I'm saying is, you know, me living in Southern California, I'm surrounded by fit, active, healthy people. And I've developed my own diet that, or I'm working on my own diet plan that I think, Wackley, you might be the perfect test subject for. Hey, whatever you think will help at this point, you know, after almost shitting myself and just in general being out of shape, I'll try anything. You got to keep an open mind on this. So, you know, don't, don't. My be, mind is open. Yeah, well, just don't be too critical. So it's, uh, I'm working on a different name, but just the working title right now is the Hitler diet. Which, Hitler, uh, Hitler after Adolf Hitler yeah, or the, another Hitler from history? You no, know, that was the only one really. Or is it an acronym for something else? <laughs> You know, actually, I should say it's an acronym. Um, no, it, this is the Hitler diet because people, people, don't, I mean, people are always like, "Oh, Hitler is a vegetarian. Oh, yeah, he's a vegetarian." But you know, Hitler was a vegetarian. He ate actually, he ate very healthy. He was a very healthy. Well, I was about before you get into that. I was about to ask if this diet's based on Hitler's diet himself or like the diet he imposed on Jews in the concentration camps because they were quite thin. <laughs> You'll notice. Yeah, that diet actually is is quite effective. I think it's a bit austere. Their body um, fat percentage was very low. I mean, a lot of people in LA would could dream about that. Yeah, I don't think you need. I don't think you need to go that far. But what what inspired me? <laughs> it's excessive. What inspired me to uh, do this diet is uh, did you did you read the article about uh, Margot Volk? Who um, she was Volk? I am ninety five years old. <laughs> oh, what a cute little lady! You probably have a lot of stories about your life. Why don't you tell us one? Uh, she was one of fifteen women who sampled Hitler's vegetarian food, testing it for poison. I tested Hitler's food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Yet everybody, lo- every article you read about this woman. It's just fawning praise and, a, and an adoration of, oh, she's lived such a crazy life and had so many hardships. She had to taste Hitler's food. She never, she could, each bite, it could have been her last bite. It could have been poison. But if it was a man and he was like, I was Hitler's bodyguard, wouldn't everybody be like, uh, calling for hang the Nazi? Yeah, I mean, if it was Hitler's butler or Hitler's <laughs> chauffeur, you know, they would be like, send him to Israel. We're going to hang him. Nazi. But yeah, just because it was a sweet old fra fraulein, you know, I like, am oh, Margo. And, and if you think about it, she's the one who should have poisoned his food. She had the most access to him. <laughs> or I'll just pretend to be, like you know let the poisoned food pass by, like put it in her cheek and then spit it into a napkin. So she just had her ninety fifth birthday, and she felt it was time to re- after this many years to reveal the truth about her wartime role as Adolf Hitler's food taster. She didn't even one tell one. her husband about this. And uh, I read died 23 years ago. That's how old she is. She's been a <laughs> widow for 23 years. Um, she worked at the Wolf's Lair, which was one of Hitler's uh, heavily guarded command centers in uh, Poland. Because at heart, Hitler was a Hesher, a metalhead Hesher. It just metalhead didn't exist yet. But if it did, he'd have like the devil horns in the air and he would have like, you know, Slayer T-shirts on underneath his uniform. Well, you know, he spent a lot of time there in the final years. I think he actually committed suicide in the bunker, which was in Berlin. But uh, I love the names of Hitler's, like, headquarters 
and his command centers, like the Wolf Slayer. Or, or, or who are the, uh, the, 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 the elite guards, the Waffen SS? What does the Waffen mean? I don't know, but it sounds cool. <laughs> and they were all black. Cool. Yeah, the uniforms, yeah, with the skulls and the, and the silver yeah, insignia. I mean, the, the, the SS signal is like just like the KISS logo, right? I mean, maybe that's... He was like a 14-year-old boy. For the horse. He, seriously, he was like a 14-year-old kid that was just obsessed with like, with nah, we got to... power. Yeah, we got to add some skulls to this uniform. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Let's get... Uh, let's get th- what is that? What do you call that thing? A swastika, yeah. Make it black. Swastikas are sweet, dude. I drew them all over my notebook for uh, during social studies. <laughs> you know, he was just... I, I'm being Hitler right now. I actually didn't do that myself. But you know, it reminds me of when I was a kid... Uh, we used to, like in South Africa, we didn't have cool toys like G.I. Joe or He-Man or anything cool like that. The only things I had was my brother's hand-me-down Star Wars and Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark characters. But Jeff had like all the Raiders of the Lost Ark figurines. And so I'd play I like, didn't even they, know existed, but it makes a lot of sense that Jeff was way into the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, they're fucking cool. Figures. I mean, they had like all the Nazi uniforms and like the cool like Nazi vehicles. I, was, I thought it was awesome. Um, I don't know what Jeff did with those action figures, though. I do. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put the uh, Indiana Jones figure near my mouth. Like, well, I always there. wondered. I thought Indiana Jones was white, but my brother had like the action character that he was definitely brown. Like, <laughs> <He's a> brown <laughs> man. Come to think of it, so is Marion. <laughs> yeah, weird. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, she you know she hung out in the Wolf Slayer. She tasted. She was one of the fifteen Fraulein's that uh, tasted Hitler's food. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Do you think Obama has food tasters? Or someone no. who's in charge of it? No. How, how do you? Do, I mean, he's the leader of the free world. As such, he has he's faith. He's El Jefe. In, yeah, as such, <laughs> he has faith. You know, he has faith in the security surrounding his events, uh, and the and the loyalty and vetting of the people who are involved in preparation of the food and manufacturing the food and transport of the food. That he doesn't need a food taste. There's got to be some it's very bad optics. There's got to be somebody that's in there examining the food before they make it or where they get so. the food from. There has no. to be some kind of They set up they set up the infrastructure with built-in security in such, as much as that they don't need to uh they don't need to have somebody actually watching the chef. Well, I mean, I guess it's a symptom. I mean, the chef the chef's like a, you know, he gets when he gets the job, they look into his background and they vet him and Make sure he's a, a loyal uh, supporter of the president and a you know a good American. What about the sous chef? What about all the, of them? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they. But, but I mean, these guys are coming from the outside. What do they do? Cavity searches on them? <laughs> no, it, it's a good job. Like you know, you wouldn't want to fuck it up and poison the president. Why? Why would you do that? Well, why would you bomb a marathon? Because <laughs> you're evil. I don't. I, I just think. I think so. That, like I think, a, so. Like, but this is the thing. So, like a Muslim, a hardcore Muslim extremist, uh, would go through. He would like go to the culinary academy somewhere in upstate New York or whatnot. Become like a four or five star chef. Spend all. Spend ten years like working his way up through restaurants, the failures, the successes, the the drama of working in the kitchen, and he finally gets good enough that he's tapped. To like be Obama's house chef to make meals for the White House, and whenever Sasha and Malia want a grilled cheese sandwich in the middle of the night, he's got to get up and do that. But he loves it. But all this time, he's just been trying Plotting to, like, to poison the president. You know, you know who I've always been suspicious of is that English guy in the show Hell's Kitchen. 
Never trusted that guy. Ramsey, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, shady, shady. I, I, I definitely wouldn't want. I, I don't know. If I was Obama, I would not have him prepare my food. Well, he's a Brit. Yeah, you don't. They, I think they're still a little bit bitter about the revolution. Yeah, but uh, but you, but get a good you know, American it's, guy. It's a symptom of a paranoid leader. Obviously, I bet you Kim Jong Il had had food tasters. Oh, definitely. I I just read something today along these lines that Kim Jong Il had an operation for which he needed uh, painkillers, maybe even intravenous painkillers, and you know for an extended period of time, like maybe a month or two weeks, three weeks or something like that. He forced the doctor to take the same amount of painkillers, like out of the same bottles for the same duration. Which I think sounds great. <laughs> wait, why would, <laughs> wait, why would the doctor have to take the same painkillers to see For if the it, same, if, if it's, the dosage you know, it's similar, is going to kill him? Yeah, it's similar to having a food taster. Like you're going to do the same thing to make sure that it's all above board. <laughs> that would be actually kind of rad, wouldn't it? I mean, just, I would love to be on pain. Just getting like fucked up with Kim Jong Il, and he had like awesome scotch. Whiskey and, and scotch and fucking Vicodin or what, probably something even better if it's intravenous, right? And those big fucking, fucking rabbits. That would be awesome. Fucking I, petting your giant rabbits, just hammered and fucking out of your mind on opiates. Sounds great. So, so wackily, Hitler was a vegetarian. He never ate any meat during the entire time uh, the war was going on. And uh, um, yeah, and, and, and he did. I mean, he had like a delicious, fresh vegetarian meals prepared for him from asparagus to peppers and peas served with rice and salads all arranged <laughs> on one plate you know asparagus that's... is big in germany i ate it when i was there it was like a when it was in season so it was like a sort of a special event the family i was hanging out with uh, and it was white asparagus which was yeah odd. you know i think i had white asparagus there too they grow it on like buried under earth and then you and then they put hollandaise sauce on it what inspired me to, uh, to to do this cookbook here, The Hitler Diet. Um, it's not really a cookbook. It's just a diet book about um, some of Hitler's recipes. It's, I don't agree with most of Hitler's philosophies. I don't. Like, we're definitely well, yeah. at, we're at odds with a lot, of, a lot of things in our lives. How do you so. feel about gypsies? Don't like gypsies. But, um, okay, there's, there's <laughs> well, one about thing. about the like. gays? I, I mean, like the gays, Regardless though. of your brother. I like the gays, you know. There's some I, stuff about them that are kind of annoying. Well, yeah, I mean, I've never been a big fan of a lot of their music. But, you know, but the thing is, is I like the gays. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but the thing is with Hitler, we both enjoy like a nice tofu loaf. And, and that's the thing. Like he and I could probably go to, there's this restaurant up the street called Cafe Flore that's a vegan restaurant. And we probably could sit there and, yeah, we differ on certain principles, certain Would ideologies. Would you have a translator? I think I would be like, what are you going to eat? I'm going to have this lentil loaf. And then he would probably have something with asparagus and, and beans. Um, and it's, but, the, but that's the thing. His, his enthusiasm uh, for vegetarianism reflected the Nazi obsession with Aryan bodily purity. Now, I'm not down with racial purity, but I am down with <laughs> I healthy like living. I like mixing it all up. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. I, but I like health. Um, so mine wouldn't be body purity based on race. Mine would be purity without the, you know elements of disease or or um poisonous substances and uh toxic things <laughs> you know that, that's, that's just what on I'm everything saying. by the way you, you know it's even on your peas and carrots yeah but we don't need additives and we don't need hormones and we eat fresh raw organic vegetables me and hitler and then on the, the hitler diet you, you don't need pesticides on your food you know it, you know hitler had a uh, manual that promoted soya beans he called them nazi beans 
I'm probably going to change. Really? I'm probably going to change the name <laughs> to something else. Like I, I don't know if. Uh, I might specifically, just... specifically, the soy bean was the Nazi bean, not like any other beans. He just called them, yeah, Nazi beans were soya beans. I, I'm going to come up with a different name. He 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 proposed that as an alternative to meat, but yeah, I don't know. It's high he, in protein. Yeah, maybe we'll call milk maybe out call of that. it. You know, cheese-like I'm... product called tofu. Yeah, I mean, you could do, you could come up with different names. There's euphemisms for everything. You don't have to use the Nazi beans. Um, you know what Hitler said to Goebbels? And this is another thing I kind of agree with him to, about, too, even though I don't think it would ever happen in this country. Um, he intended to convert, convert Germany to vegetarianism after Germany won the war, which I wonder about. Do you, do you think – because Germans eat a lot of meat. I bet – the, the most magnificent meat counter, you know, when you go to the grocery store and they have all the meat in, back in one section with the guys and the paper hats standing behind it, and you have to take a number. And they wrap it up in that fucking wax paper. Yeah. The most magnificent meat counter I ever saw was like in a small town in Germany, just, just random grocery store, you know, not anything that was supposed to be special there. But to me, it was like more various kinds of meats as that I've ever seen. A dazzling array of just, just flesh, meat flesh. Yeah. They also have uh, very into the like Turkish, uh, I think it's pronounced Donner, Donner, Donner. I don't even uh, know what that kind is. Of like a, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a euro, like a Greek euro, but like way better. Yeah, and that's like the big it's it's Middle Eastern or something. It's the big meat on the stick that sort of rotates around. They shave it off into a pita. Well, so, you know, <laughs> I, I was wondering about this though because it's a it's a country that they you know they have a tradition of eating meat and they're they're very large meat eating. Sausages everywhere, bratwurst. I bet it would have been easier for Hitler to convince them to kill Jews than to stop eating meat. Which he did, by the way, convince them to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, he he succeeded in that, so, but I think... The if anybody's going to do it, it's him. Yeah, but I think the typical German would have been like, kill Jews, stop eating meat. I'll take the kill Jews first. You know, well... I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not like it's either or. Yeah, but I think <laughs> initially if he gave them the option... I think they would have probably chosen killing Jews versus not eating meat. It would have been hard. It would have been a difficult one to uh, go over. But if then they again, had you're, to do you're one a, and not the other. You're a fascist dictator. Is it that you know? There's no like Congress. There's no legislative process here. There's no, no. voting on any bills. It's just like you're vegetarian. Oh, you don't want to be vegetarian. Okay, well, we have camps for people that uh, are dissenters. That is a, that is a, another thing that you have in common with Hitler is you, you are very pro-authoritarianism. Well, on certain things. Vegetarianism, <laughs> I, I'd say. You either – this isn't either or. You either are or you aren't, and you definitely are. What else am I authoritarian on? Oh, my dear God. You want me to start a list? <laughs> Fat children. A lot, of, a lot of that has to do with overweight people, children and women. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, I'm not not a big fan of fat kids. Like that, that's um, a problem. But that would be solved with a Hitler diet. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to put some thought into it, but I could make a larger list. Um, Hitler said in uh, in transcripts dated to uh, 1941. Here he said, "One may regret living in a period when it's impossible to form an idea of the shape of the world of the future will assume. But there's one thing I can predict to eaters of meat: the world of the future will be vegetarian." I totally concur, Hitler. It, look what happened. Everyone, not, not everybody, but there's a lot of people. Like Hitler would have enjoyed California. I think Hitler would have gotten along quite well in California. I, I think you're delusional. 
he, I don't think he would have had a problem trying to find food. I mean, I, no. you know, when, what, what, what percentage of people, even in California, do you think are vegetarian? Okay, let's say San Francisco and LA. Okay. You know, th- th- I would say probably 48%. No way. There are a lot 5%. of vegetarians. 5%. No way! 5%. There are how many vegetarian restaurants? Every every restaurant has a vegetarian option. There's like a you can get a garden burger. True, but nobody eats it. Five <laughs> percent of people eat it. I'm just saying, like when I was in the UK, I had a difficult time. I had to eat like falafels. I'd eat pizza. I mean, there, I was just kind of like, you know, Both where's all the vegetarian food here? Whereas Hitler probably would have said the same thing once he. Oh yeah, I, I'm not saying that there's. I would agree with you that as far as San Francisco and L.A. goes, there's a bigger proportion of vegetarians than elsewhere in the world, barring someplace like India, <laughs> which is where you really have a good time. Although all the brown people would put him off. Yeah, he, didn't, he wasn't a big fan of brown people, Hitler. Um, I, don't, I, think he, I don't think he enjoyed them. He just didn't want them uh, in power or having any control over his, you know, be getting the upper hand over him. He also he, didn't want the mixing of races either. See, that's another thing that I disagree with Hitler on. Because I don't, I, I like, you know, black girls. I like people of color. I'm, I'm not opposed to having sex with them. With them but Jews, I'm, you like Jews too. I love Jews. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm, you know, that, okay, the racist policies of Hitler and the racial purity, I'm totally against that, 100%. Uh-huh. But the, the diet part of How his, do you feel about the expansion of the German government across Europe and into and, okay. and encro- encroachment into the Soviet Union? Were you behind that? The fascism. I'm not down with that either. But I like the outfits. I love the names of the layers and the headquarters. You know, Hugo Boss designed a lot of those outfits. I, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, <laughs> no. um, I like BMWs. You know, that was a, that was a, it's a fine vehicle. And, and he, I he like... good friends with Charles Lindbergh. Hitler he body up with Lindbergh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if he's a vegetarian. Henry uh, Ford was a big pro Hitler guy. I never liked Fords though. Um, so what's what's interesting about this about uh, about this woman Margot Volk? So she never actually met Hitler. She never saw him in person, but yet she sampled his food. He was so secretive that he would hide in his headquarters, and uh, with with only his SS guards. And his German Shepherd Blondie, and the women would have to be outside in another area of the Wolf's Lair, and they would they would sample the food and then bring the food to Hitler. And let's be fair here, and I think also let's be fair to lots of other elderly German people, and you know maybe listeners whose grandparents were involved. It's not like she had a fucking choice. No, I mean she was she was forced to forced to eat it. I mean even if I mean obviously she's like this. There's a good possibility. Like probably a sixty-two percent chance that this is laced with poison because Hitler yeah. had several attempts on his life. Yeah, and you can't you can't lay as much blame on her or you know the German private in the in the army or you know whatever some like the Pope who was in the Hitler Youth at one point as you can like lay on like Erwin Rommel or like you said Goebbels, Goebbels or someone like Himmler, that. Himmler, their fourth guy, um, Eichmann, but Eichmann. uh. Do you think do you think the girls had to test Blondie's food too, the dog? I'm assuming Hitler was very fond of Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> was Blondie a German Shepherd or something else? German Shepherd. Well, what what else would he be? Well the German Shepherd. I mean, there, there are lots of German Shepherds. <laughs> are there around. other German dogs? I don't know. Yeah, Schnauzer. 
I mean, okay, yeah, I guess he could have been a schnauzer. No, he's a German shepherd. I mean, the German, the German shepherds are the working dogs, and maybe he had like a, you know, inside the bunker, inside the wolf. You think he had a Maltese poodle? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, we're, Maybe, we're, he would he could re, he renamed the soybean. He would just rename the Maltese poodle the Nazi poodle. Yeah, he could call it the Nazi poodle, which um, then and then then forced everybody to have a Nazi poodle, made it the most popular dog in Germany if he wanted to. The people of <laughs> Germany shall be vegetarians, and each family shall have a Nazi poodle and a German shepherd outside. In reference to last week's show, do you think Hitler would have rather fucked a Nazi poodle? Or a German That's what I'm shepherd? saying. <laughs> Maybe the German shepherds are for guarding the guarding the prisoners, but the Nazi poodle is for fucking. Just for it's like a prison fifi. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Um, so you know what? Uh, once the 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 Russians invaded Poland and uh, the Germans were losing the war, uh, Volk managed to escape. And was smuggled out of the country, but uh, the same can't be said. She for made the her other way to she made her women. Berlin, though. She made her way to out of out of Poland to Berlin, though. But what about the other fourteen oh, women? They were all killed by the Russians. <laughs> they they wanted to stay because their families lived near the wolf's lair. Oh, and so then the the Soviet troops just did they? Do you think the Soviet troops had their way with these women first, or just shot them? No, I think they fucked them, raped them would be the word. She says that um, in April 20th, 1945, the Soviet artillery, like, made it to Berlin. So, oh, fuck. I thought I got out of the shit, and now the shit has come to me. And um, the city surrendered on May 2nd after Hitler had committed suicide. And his successor uh, surrendered a week later completely, you know, the whole country, which ended the war. Did you ever hear about his successor? No, I mean, who? Like, how long did his was his successor in power for? Like a day? One week? Uh, one week? <laughs> <laughs> well, who was his successor? Um, his name was Carl Donitz. Talk about a thankless the o, the job. The O has two dots over it, like Motley Crue. So I don't really know how to pronounce it. Like was his Donitz. first name Duncan? I think that might be his great grandson, <laughs> who had moved, who made his way to the United States and owned, opened up a very successful chain. Restaurant, I guess you call Dunkin' Donuts's, you know, chain that he opened. I wonder if uh, if it came out that uh, Dunkin' Donuts is like you know the ancestor of a, of a Nazi. It was in Hitler's or the you know the successor to Adolf Hitler. Do you think people would be like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to Krispy Kreme? Well, like you said, people are still fans of, of BMW, so no, I think people would live and let live. They forget about it. Fuck the Jews! I'm going to eat these donuts, Dunkin' Donuts. or Volkswagen. Damn good coffee. Volkswagen is even, you know, that was like the, the whole blood thing of my started people, by the blood of my people by made those uh, made those cars. The people's car is what it means. Yeah, the, fo- yeah. the car of the folks. Anyway, Wackerly, um, I think right oh, now. But, but, but so wait, the, I didn't get to the end of this. So oh, the okay, Russians yeah, what happened to Berlin? Volk? You know, the other fourteen women had died at the hands of of the Soviet Red Army, the Red Menace in uh, the Wolf's Lair, which was in Poland. She made it to Berlin, thought she was safe. Then the, the Russians got there, and uh, this is another reason to sort of, like, take pity on her, even though she was, like, saving Hitler's life on a daily basis. Uh, they took her to a doctor's apartment and raped her for 14 consecutive days. Uh, this is actually a quote, so I'll do it in her voice. That's why I could never have children. They, they destroyed everything. 
<laughs> Jesus. Which, I think she means her fucking uterus. God. I mean, were they hung like Dr. J or something? She might have just been talking about sort of like everything in a more well, it sounds town like they... and everybody's lives. But I really think she means her uterus. I think, no, it sounds like the Russians pulled a train on her. and yeah, not, not... Some girls like it, but not all of them. Only the ones that do gangbangs. Like uh, like Houston, yeah. the porn star. Not, yeah. But but those girls, like they have to prepare for that. Like this woman, what what was her what were her skills? She tasted some guy's food. It's not like yeah. she did kegels every day. No, you know? although those are German, I guess, right? Kegels. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, I might actually put kegels as a good exercise to do before um, starting the Hitler diet. In so case actually, you get raped by Soviets. Well, in case you get raped by anyone, you know, it doesn't have to be Soviets. But, you know, Wackerly, I think um, the diet book will probably be done the next month or so. And then uh, maybe you'll just test it out and we can just see, like, you know, while we're pond crafting, we could put maybe a progression of pictures to see if you look less like Drew Carey and more like Andy Dick. Of my stools? <laughs> no, your your physique. And my stools? I guess we could possibly examine your stools, too. I mean, it's scientific. <laughs> you take pictures of your stools when you radically change your diet. All I'm saying is this, is, is this book, if this book makes it big, though, are you going to quit the show? Yeah, I think I'm probably going to just be a fitness guru. I was thinking of doing, um, I was thinking of making like my own YouTube promo video about the Hitler diet. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping people don't take it the wrong way. I understand, yeah, you hear Hitler, there's a lot of negative connotations associated with that name. But, you know, he was a very healthy guy and he had a healthy diet. Yeah, he farted he had, a lot. He's a mental acuity and. Uh... Fo- great focus, you know, to to engage in sort of taking over the government of Germany, rising Charisma. up through it, and then expanding his his army and, and marching across Europe, east and west. He had a steadfastness that a lot of people don't North have. North Africa, in this day and age. he was active down there. I mean, it takes a lot of uh, mental powers to do that, and maybe his diet had something to do with that. Well, yeah, I, I'm okay. I just want to make this clear to people. Yeah, I am a proponent of the Hitler diet because I'm a vegetarian. I think it's healthy. I think a lot of people should also you know, abide by a diet like that. I'm not a proponent of ethnic cleansing and never have, never will be. People, stay tuned. Hitler diet will be available soon in uh, stores across this country. Um, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. It'll be D. Simon, author of Play Something Nancy in the Hitler Diet. <laughs> Most popular author <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a lot of specific bookstores that will carry this book. Yeah. A lot well, of them are in Florida and down south. <laughs> and like they double, that's also a gun sh- shop. <laughs> and the Hitler Diet is uh, sold exclusively at these establishments. There's some in the UK that shall, sell like suspenders and Doc Martens and <laughs> white T-shirts and like you know razor blades for your head. It'll be a popular item at these stores. Baby, you're listening to Sick and Wrong, episode 379. Uh, you know the way the show works. Wackley and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. There's usually just two, just two. Because I mean, there are disturbing items that happen every week, but we only pick two. We narrow it down so to save you, the listener, time. Yeah, because there's only two real disturbing things that happen every week. And you can send we could, those We could stories. do an eight-hour show like some podcasts do, <laughs> but we don't. You can send those stories to SickerOnPodcast at Hummel.com. Submit them via Facebook or via the Twitters. Uh, we got some great stories here for this week. Uh, before we get to our first story, um, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! 
then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story here we got for episode 379 came in from David. I did read this story before, actually. It's, it's interesting. It opens up a lot of uh, questions about how easy it is to get sperm in Europe. Did you have a lot of questions about that, Wackerly? Because the guys are all slutty? No, I just think it's just uh, sperm banks have different restrictions. Like, there's different uh, uh, regulations there. Like, I think in you the U.S. You just walk up and get a cup of sperm? Yeah, like, I think you can go to, like, a Rite Aid, the Danish version of Rite Aid. I don't know what it's called. Um... But uh, you can go there and just be like, yeah, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a tab and I'll take uh, that, that cup of sperm. Tab, the soda you're talking about. Yeah. They, they still sell tab in Denmark. <laughs> they and, still have tab here. I bought it. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. It's remarket. I mean, it's rebranded and every, you know, it's got this sort of pink can. They're going for the female audience. I was tab. about to say, though, didn't you feel emasculated drinking it? I just drank it in my house where nobody could see. <laughs> I had to get it when I saw it. That I was like, "Oh, tab." Did it still have throwback. the pullback like um, opener? Remember no, that? I believe it was in sort of those skinny cans that uh, oh, God, Red Bull comes more, in. Even more gay. God, right, who cares? Like, you can do whatever you want when nobody's watching you. <laughs> it doesn't make you gay. Did you? Were you tucking your dick between your legs while drinking no. it? No. Okay. Because that why would, would I go, you... Why would I go to that? level I, I don't know i'm just wanting it's your house you can do whatever you want as you're saying right i just wanted to drink tab i didn't want to make a fake pussy at that time desperate for another child mother forces daughter to inseminate herself it's a, gotta affect the relationship um forces <laughs> i mean there's so many configurations of what actually happened yeah based on that statement I know. We'll get to it. Uh, the woman devised a plan to inseminate her oldest daughter. She devised a scheme after an attempt to adopt a fourth child had failed. Um, and the donor semen was just purchased online from a sperm bank in Denmark. So she didn't even go to a Rite Aid. You could just go online. I love not having to go places. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, but don't you think it's a little bit spurious that uh, Amazon.com or whatever is selling sperm? Amazon.com.dk. Amazon D-E-U or whatever. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I, I would be questioning the donor of that sperm because you have no idea. Like when you go to a legitimate sperm bank that you can, you know, say I want an NBA basketball player's sperm and whatever, you can choose it. I, I just feel like if you go blindly to some sperm bank online, yeah, I mean, it could just be a homeless guy named Ralph just jacking off into a Dixie cup. Yeah, but it could be that at the sperm bank too. Mm. Yeah, but when you're when your kid's born retarded, you can sue them. Right, I guess. You give it back. Now he's yours. I would Duck buy sperm. If I had a need for sperm, I would buy online. I, you don't want to be seen buying sperm in public. I just wonder like uh 
Did, did you, I was reading the news the other day, and uh, did you see the – I forget which blog it was on. I think it was Jezebel or Gawker or something. And it showed a clip from this Wait. new <laughs> – I'm not allowed to drink tab, but you're reading Jezebel on a, on a regular basis. Well, you know how Gawker has Je- – Gawker owns all those sites? Yeah, I know. So Jezebel will be one of the – Yep. And they'll put a clip you're on You're reading it. it. You're reading the women's blog is what you're saying. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> do you subscribe to Mademoiselle also? I work on Ladies Cosmo. I work on journal. Cosmo at work and Red Book. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to groom I'm myself. To with you. The worst thing woman. about Jezebel is the commenters. It's all like the shrill, like put upon, you know, victim of everything women. I feel it's like the. I feel most of the commenters on Jezebel are like 35 year old women who do not have a mate. That's why right. they spend so much time on. They do have lots of cats, though. Oh yeah, and they're very bitter. But, in, uh, I, but the comments, the comments on this clip, and I'm sure you saw it. I thought were hilarious. There's a new show in Denmark where these two guys just critique a naked woman. Did you see that? <laughs> no. It's, it's like they, they're sitting it's there. The, concept, the, the one guy is like the X Factor judge, and the other guy is like a journalist or something. And it's just mm-hmm. them in a dark room on a chair, and a very beautiful woman comes out, disrobes, and then they just critique her body about where it's you know where the she's women at. are very beautiful. That's not fun. I know, but it's like I think a, it should be randomized. I, you know, I only saw that one clip, and the woman that came out was like extremely beautiful, like okay. a very so attractive. So maybe it woman. is randomized. So maybe they have a fat one that comes out later. But uh, this it one just is, doesn't have to be fat or hot, but just or average. Just one comes out, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like people's bodies are, especially women's. I mean, beyond vary. the beyond the fat to hot or like you know ugly to attractive spectrum, there's other there's other weird spectrums like. Big you titties, know, nipple shapes, and even even more bizarre than that. Like I said, like nipple shape or beef like curtains. Look at the weird, yeah. Look at the beef curtains. Look at the weird way like her hip attaches to her upper torso. Like I've never seen any other person's body do that. And look at that hook, that hook on her hand and the uh, peg leg. <laughs> Did we ask for pirate chicks? Um, but no, it was the show. Like this, so all the commenters just. Uh, just immediately were just enraged and saying, like, this is so sexist and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Howard Stern does the same thing. When they bring a chick out and they, they circle the parts where she's fat. Remember that? Right. But I, I, Howard Stern is kind of trolling with that kind of behavior, I think. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe this Denmark show is also. but Or maybe it's just more like somebody in Denmark thought, hey, this would be entertaining. Well, the thing is with the Denmark show, this is on, like, their – network television over there like i was like god right. denmark is awesome you could just watch tv and see a butt naked chick like butt naked i mean she was bending over turning around like you don't even need porn and then you could just go online and be like i'm gonna buy some sperm what else can you get over there can you give you a bet you can get drugs online but they probably deliver drugs to you um yeah it's very liberated <laughs> you know i, I, I hear mean, i hear that though that's hard when you're growing up uh, because how do you rebel? Like you got, you know, there's nothing to rebel against because they allow everything is allowed. Sex is everywhere. Drugs are everywhere. Prostitution. There's like nothing to do to be, you know, to make your own way. Well, you become like a John Hodgman type, you know, <laughs> conservative. I think, or you become like a serial killer or something, you know, well, you have to go too. take it to the next level. You know, I'm willing to take my chances. I think that'd be fun to grow up. Better than Michigan. So a woman desperate to have a fourth child forced her adopted teenage daughter to artificially inseminate herself with semen purchased over the internet. 
Um, in addition to the victim, the woman also has two other younger adopted daughters. So I imagine she was probably like, you're next. You know, if you don't walk the line. Um, she was sentenced to five years in prison for child cruelty. She is a British woman. So she had made over the past few years six attempts to get this daughter pregnant, who was only 13. Hmm. Yeah. So she, just, she squirted spe- semen in the vagina and it just didn't work. Well, that's what I was or wondering about. Did, other, did it break? Did the semen delivery process break down, or what happened? She said there were six series of attempts over two years. Uh, she became pregnant at the age of fourteen, but miscarried. But then ultimately oh. became pregnant at the age of sixteen. So I guess I think she started. She waited till the girl was thirteen, and then she just kept going. You know, she um, obviously was dedicated, and uh, she finally got the girl pregnant at sixteen. I'm just, what I'm wondering. Do you think like every day, like the girl come home from school and she'd be like, okay, it's that time. And then just bend her over and shove the turkey baster in there. Or do you think the daughter turkey basted herself? Because over three years, it's got to become somewhat routine. But it doesn't say in the story. No, it doesn't actually say who held the oh, turkey baster. That's so disappointing. <laughs> or if there even was a turkey baster. We don't even know that because this article. Well, how else it. do you put sperm in someone's vagina? I don't know. I mean, with I, a spoon. <laughs> I doubt she was spooning it in there. Well, syringe is basically a turkey baster, same no, kind it's of thing. Not. No, it's it's same not. idea. You jam <laughs> no, something it's in not. there. It has a plunger, and a turkey baster has a bulb. <sighs> what, what about a know? caulking gun? <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess there's sperm. different different a ways. Gun? I'm just saying, there's probably some kind of squirting device. Well, of course there's some type of squirting device. That's how the vagina is designed for a <laughs> squirting penis. My question is, I think what's more important is who held the squirting device? Was it one of the other daughters? Was it the daughter herself or there's the mother? There's tons of questions like that. Did they do it in the bathroom, in the bathtub, on the bed? Was there music? Uh, was there like music? The mood? Candles? Yeah, there has to be some scented candles in the background for when you Wouldn't break your daughter. Wouldn't it be easier just to... You know, be a bad parent and, you know, lots of people are bad parents and their daughters turn out to be sluts. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that? Is Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Just encourage her to have um, premarital sex. Lots of premarital and yeah, unprotected like, just sex. Just keep going. Just go with it. And, you know, and just get different dudes to come over to fuck your daughter. Yeah, buy them alcohol. I mean, you're, what you're doing is already illegal, I take it. So why not just do yeah, other no, illegal I mean, things? That maybe maybe let, let nature take its course, as they say. Would you? What do you think is worse? Her jamming a turkey baster inside her daughter and inseminating her in that fashion, or going online and getting a dude to come over and fuck the daughter? Why do you even? Why do you even have to do that? I mean, just I guess just promote your daughter's natural tendency to be a slut. Yeah, but she'd have to wait. What if the daughter's ugly? What if she's not attractive? Oh, come on! There's lots of dudes <laughs> out there. How ugly could she be? She doesn't have a facial deformity, does she? She might be the mask. We'll get that fixed or get, uh, you know, like a lot of girls do the sort of bangs that hang over their face thing. You could work that angle. You could probably do that. Um, the mother spent $3,165 to purchase donor sperm from the cryosperm bank in Denmark. Uh, while the daughter said she did not want a baby, she ultimately gave in because she loves her mom. She says, my mom is a very determined person and she does her best not to let anything get in her way if she wants it. Hmm. So, uh, so she's consenting, but I take it it's still illegal because she's under 16 or something? Yeah, no, I don't know what the, the age of uh, consent is in the UK. Isn't it like 16, 17? I, I don't understand. Did the, the sperm came from Denmark, but they live in the UK? 
I, I heard you say the mom's from the UK. The, the family is lives in uh, Britain. Okay. So those crazy Brits. Um, so there's a scheme. Why does she, she keep getting with. denied for adoption? Is she just really an unfit mother? Well, I guess the story sort of just demonstrates that she is. Very <laughs> I, you know, I don't mother. think just uh, in the in the facts that we know, um, I don't think uh, she's all that fit. Like if I was to decide, if I was one of the guys that's like, okay, I'm an adoption judge here, I think I'd be like, oh, looking at that lady with the crazy eyes, and uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna give you another kid. And she's and she's set on the baby, so she doesn't want to adopt like the unadoptable like ten year old kids. I'm just totally. I'm picturing this like just complete chav, like a chav mom, and all these kids are chavs. But yeah, I mean, in that sense, I'm surprised she just get another chav to come knock up her her kid. She seems too old to be a. Ch- I I associate chaviness with youth. Are there yeah, old but, chavs now? No, this kid's only thirteen. I imagine the mom. No, the mom though. I bet you the mom's like probably late twenties. Maybe. Yeah. I guess you're right. So what ended up I was, happening... I was picturing somebody older than me, but you're right. She might be younger than us. What ended up happening is... Uh, so the daughter did get knocked up, and she gets to the hospital. She can't just say, oh, yeah, my mom shoved the turkey baster in me and knocked me up. So Probably they shouldn't de- say that. They devised a scheme, and the scheme slowly unraveled. Uh, the story they agreed on was this. The daughter said she had met and had sex with an Australian boy who is briefly visiting the United Kingdom. A couple is this, fosters. Is this, the, uh, is this the British version of Duke's Law that we talked about several <laughs> shows ago? I already when forgot I what they, Duke's they Law blame, is. Somebody, they bra- you blame they, another, well, another no, it's culture? If you, you know, certain races blame other races when they're making up a crime story. Oh, yeah. That's Duke's Law. So, she, so do you think UK people blame Australians? <laughs> he was an Australian. Oh, those... Ugh, those damnable Australians. Aussies. Ugh. An Australian knocked up my daughter. <laughs> What's going to be done about it? Call the abortion doctors immediately. <laughs> Do they have the abortion controversy in uh, the UK? Or are they, all, are they all for it over there? Not if you get knocked up by an Australian or a Nigerian. Then it's just like, get right. oh, the abortion. Oh, shouldn't really give her an abortion. Australian! <laughs> get the faucets. <laughs> Uh, despite all the planning, the mother's scheme unraveled at the hospital after the birth of the baby. The midwives, oh, the meddling midwives, it's always the midwives, said that uh, she was too aggressive in trying to make sure that the baby didn't bond with her daughter. So as soon as the baby was born and the midwives brought the baby to the mother, the mother grabbed the baby and was like, we don't want that sort of attachment thing going on here. And they're like, well, what about the breastfeeding? She goes, what, what's the point of that? I'm going to be the one giving him the bottle. So <laughs> she, she's like, there's no breastfeeding allowed here. And the midwives thought, well, there's a red flag. It's a little weird. A lot of women are weird about babies, though, to the point that it is creepy. Well, that's what they said. They thought she was suspicious. They, you know, they were like, her behavior suspicious. Something's going on. But then she became incre- increasingly pushy and insensitive. Uh, they finally reported the mother... Um, just grabbed the baby and tried to just remove the baby from the ward and take off. And that's when they called, uh, they, they called hospital officials. And uh, then they just found out about the scheme. The daughter came This is clean. the type of woman who assaults a pregnant woman and cuts the baby out of her belly. That was, that's like the next stage up. And this woman probably would have went there if this scheme hadn't worked out, which I guess it hasn't. But now she's been apprehended. Yeah, but now the kid, now her daughter, her mom's in jail for five years. 
Um, and now the daughter is just, you know, 16 with a kid. And there's two other younger adopted daughters. Man, it's like real life shameless, but almost worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is worse, I guess. So, so think about this. Would you imagine, like, could you imagine, this is a little bit of a thought experiment, a mini thought experiment. Would you rather date a girl with a sexual past like this? Where she was, you know, inseminated by the mother, like over a period of three years, and then ended up mm-hmm. having a kid, would right? You, or would you rather date a girl like um, what's her name, Elizabeth Smart, who was abducted by the cult leader and raped for like four years? Smart. What the being raped by the cult leader? Yeah. But how so? Because I don't like how this girl bought into the idea that, like, oh, my mom's all right; she just wants a baby. I guess I'll go through with it. It means she's just as crazy as her mom. Where Elizabeth Smart, you know, was like brainwashed, but like now she speaks out against these, you know, cults and, and abduction. She's anti. She's she's in the anti-abduction camp. <laughs> I'm against it. I'm Elizabeth Smart. She's uh, she's kind of hot too. And you know she's the the, the reason I <laughs> would choose that her. If the reason I would choose her is you know she's not all stretched out downstairs. Like this kid had a baby at 16, probably never going to recover. Well, if you're going to recover, you might as well. You should have the baby early. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like having the baby later in life is when it really just ruins China. I'm just, like, I'm just saying that's, that's never going to go back to normal down there. Elizabeth Smart just got defiled with a cult leader's cock. She didn't have to, like, birth a baby. So I'm just saying it's probably, if you think about it, probably feels a little bit better with the Elizabeth Smart chick. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> I, I think vaginas <laughs> go back to normal. Possibly. Always, there, women do have buttholes, too. There's always the back door. Remember that, people. So, Wackley, what do you have here for the second story? If I were to tell you that this town... This, sorry, this story was from a town called Homo Sassa, where <laughs> would you think that would be? I would say what state like, of the country would that be in? I would say, if I had to wager, probably in the ball sack of America. Right. Florida. America's dong. Yeah, America's dong. It's not really a ball sack. I guess it's a dong. It is the dong. Yeah, it, it's look, it could be a ball sack. It, I think it's like Citrus County. Oh, yeah, it is. It says it right here. Homo Sassa. Homo Sassa. And so, so who lives in Homo Sassa? Bert Conradi. Conrad Birdie. No, his name's Bert Conrad. He's 55. He um he wanted some ham. <laughs> this story's really short. <laughs> but I love it. He wanted some ham croquettes, which I had to look up. What is a ham croquette? A ham croquette is like you take ham and you like blend it <laughs> and then you like mix some cheese in. So it's spam. And maybe some onions. I'm not done yet. <laughs> maybe some onions. And uh, I don't know. You know, if you're really gourmet, you could put some spices in there. Cilantro or something. I don't know. And then you de- then you like you f- you bread it and you fry it in a ball. It's a you, ham croquette. You do know that if uh, Hitler won the war, there would be no ham croquettes in Germany? Uh, that's probably true. And definitely not going to be included in the Hitler Although diet. the Jews wouldn't eat it either. No, God, I would never eat that. <laughs> but uh, I can just hear uh, the British listeners now saying, "Oh, what a what a typically American food, <laughs> disgusting." <laughs> but a fucking Scotch egg is the same goddamn thing. Oh yeah, there's eggs in it too. I sorry, 
I forgot about that. What is a, what is a scotch egg? A scotch egg is a hard-boiled egg that then you coat with, like, blended-up sausage, the outside, and then you deep-fry that thing. That sounds just as disgusting. What about it haggis? More dis- it sounds more disgusting to me. I mean, haggis is its own, own territory of, like, food. Like, a food that Violence. you eat on a dare. But, like, people eat scotch eggs... On a regular basis. Like at the bar? Is it like pub food? Scotch egg? It's pub food, but it's kind of breakfast pub food. <laughs> you can get them in, around the Bay Area. There's a place, like one of these like gourmet restaurants up here makes them. But to me, it, it sounds... I don't think I would like it. And, and I, as a person who eats lots of gross food, it just seems like it would make you ill. It, it sounds <laughs> it at least disgusting. give you a horrible heartburn. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, people eat eggs and sausage and, and, and fried... You know, but what part of the sausage is it coated with? You know, the the inner ca- like if you had a sausage and you, <laughs> you know, it's in a case. If you like squirted out the shit that's in the center, ah, uh, God, you don't need sausage, so it doesn't just reaffirm. Yeah, my but even as a meat eater, like I'm saying, it just seems like it would make me. If I was hungover, I would. It would make me probably vomit. <laughs> <laughs> the ham croquette is kind of the same thing. It's just mixed together differently. This guy wanted them, Burt Conradie. I mean, this ham croquette sounds like some kind of bodily discharge. Well, you don't like any food, so yeah. it does sound pretty gross. <laughs> it sounds just gross, as I'm saying. He uh, he sent his girlfriend down to the uh, freezer and to get the ham croquettes. <laughs> but my word. Uh, he's charged with hitting his girlfriend... In the, beating his girlfriend in the head and face with frozen meat after a mix-up. Okay, wait. How, how did this happen here? I feel like there's a part, a portion, like a part of the story that's missing. Like she went downstairs to go get the ham, and then she just got beaten as soon as she came upstairs? He requested ham croquettes, but she pulled out ham steak and pork chops. So he oh. beat her with the frozen ham steak and pork chops about the head, neck, and face. Because she didn't make the ham croquette? Well, you'd think he could just tell her, like, oh, no, I wanted the ham croquettes. Can you go back down and get the ham croquettes, dear? (laughs) Instead, he beat her with the ham. Do trailers have basements? (laughs) I thought it was the basement, but maybe it wasn't. I almost think that maybe that it's this is one of these people that have their freezer, like, just outside in their yard (laughs) on the porch. Like next to the outhouse? Yeah. And the car that's up on bricks. He's charged with abuse of an... I don't know if this is like a category of uh, crime. He's charged with the abuse of an elderly person or disabled adult. It doesn't say and disabled adult. It's, so he's married to a retarded older person. like a retarded... She might not be old because it says deputies say the victim is mentally challenged. How... Which, come on. <laughs> you can't mistake a ham croquette for a ham steak. It's completely different looking. But once again, though, that label applies to, like, I would say half the population of Florida. Yeah. You should get a picture of this guy and put it on the site because he doesn't look like he's in Mensa either. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like half of Florida, not even half. 75% of Florida is old and mentally challenged. So, I yeah, mean, how old this are guy these grew people? Up there. This guy grew up there. Because <laughs> I actually was looking for... Uh, to see if I could get a long art, longer article, so I uh, looked up his name, and I found out that his mother died in 2011, and that he's, gr- he's grown up in Homo Sassa, the region around there, his entire life. Uh, was it a ham-related injury that caused her death? <laughs> I can't remember. I think she had a heart attack, so indirectly it probably was related to ham probably consumption. Consumption of ham, I imagine. So, so what, You can what, only I mean, eat ham once in a while, if I find. 
I just don't get Including it why he bacon, beat her. Even though everybody's obsessed with it. I mean, is that the, is, so? Is she, if she's a retarded person, maybe is maybe that's how he trains her or something. Aversion therapy to to the ham. I guess you tra- no he to tra- fucking up. <laughs> when you fuck up, you get hit. So he's trying to condition her not to fuck up and to, and to yeah. listen, which which kind of yeah, she's not going to remember next time if you ask her nicely to go back and get the ham croquettes. She'll do the same goddamn thing <laughs> every goddamn week. I ask for the ham croquettes, <laughs> and you bring the goddamn ham steak. Maybe this has been going on for years. My second question is: How do you beat somebody with ham? Easy. It's frozen. So you just grip it by the end, and then you whack them in the face. With it. <laughs> but I mean, is it like a is is it is there a bone, and it just is a big ham ball on the end? Well, like a pork chop sometimes has. There's different kinds of pork chops. I think sometimes it has the bone sticking out of the end, but other times it doesn't. If it's boneless pork chop, which is what it's called, because it doesn't have a bone. Ham steak wouldn't have a bone. I don't think it, that's usually just a round piece of ham, <laughs> like a slab of ham. So I mean, I can but see it's frozen. So with you can slab. still grit, and sometimes it has like a plastic, uh, you know, vacuum sealed packaging, and maybe you could grab the end of the packaging, and you're sort of whipping it at her. Do you think she made pork chops after the beating? <laughs> no, I think she made the ham croquettes. Would be hard to beat somebody with because that's like I said, it's like the size of smaller than your fist. And they're also just. I mean, they're, are they are they frozen? Well, these are everything was in the freezer, yeah. So, so I oh, because you thaw out the ham croquette and then you eat it. Ideally, you would make your ham croquettes fresh, <laughs> and then you know, deep fry them and eat them right out of the deep fryer. Um, I have a pet peeve about people who talk about meats as being fresh, fresh ground beef. Fresh Why is it never ham. fresh unless you kill it like right I mean, from the animal? I, I I just even if you did, I just reserve the term fresh for like fruits and vegetables and maybe fish that came right out of the sea. But I mean like fresh ground beef, like, yeah, they killed the cow a week ago, ground that shit up and it's been in a refrigerator. I don't know. Is it fresh? Do you care? It's ground up <laughs> animal carcass. Who cares what? if it's fresh? Well, what, I, mean, I don't want it to be rancid, but fresh really. Well, I mean, what's the, the uh, antithesis of that? It's just like old ground beef. Yeah, Ran- would- rancid beef. It's turning green. <laughs> I mean, it, it smells it, funny. It all should be fresh, or I'm not going to buy it. Right. But whereas, hmm. like, if you okay, like, like for fruits and vegetables, you know, you get an apple, and you're like, it's this is all right. It's a grocery store apple. But if you like get an, if you go to the orchard, which is you know Jeff's nightmare, if you go to the orchard and you pick one of those apples right off the orchard tree, it tastes a lot better because it's fresh. Because like it was actually living right when you ate it. Yeah, Whereas the one than... that they've picked, they've picked off, put into a box, shipped to the grocery store. That apple ain't. I mean, it's it's all right, but it ain't so good anymore. So I wonder how how this was reported to the authorities. I mean, if this woman's mentally challenged, did she just like leave the trailer and then walk over to the constable and say, "My my my husband Conrad just beat me with ham." Yeah, Bert. Bert. <laughs> Bert Conradi. Bert Conradi. <laughs> Bert, so then she, she just... must have, or else you know, like trailers are often close together, and maybe the neighbors heard the commotion. He's beating commotion. her with the ham croquettes again. Again, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> you got to say again because you know this isn't the first time. You know, it's it's funny because as much as we uh, make fun of chavs and we make fun of like bogans in Australia and all that, they don't even compare to Florida. 
Like seriously, I mean, people from the UK would just come here and go to Florida and just be not Miami. I'm saying like you go out into the boonies of Florida, like Homo Sassa over here. Yeah, this is on the west side, west, the Gulf Coast of Florida. It's like you would be dismayed. Like the family tree is just a stump. Like they don't. I mean, they're so inbred, and it's yeah, it's just a side of America that you just never want to see. Like it would be like it would be like going on safari. Yeah, more, but I mean, more than you know, visiting more than like visiting, you know, the oh, the beacon of the world, America, where all the smart banking people are, and find Wall Street and uh, scientists, and then you go to the west, the Gulf Coast of Florida, and you're like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? <laughs> so, Wanker, I take it that that's it. That that story was five lines. Oh yes, there were five sentences. <laughs> that might be, you know, I but think again, you just is, look. It was a mix-up. First of all, <laughs> that's what it says right in the article. <laughs> it was a mix-up in Homo Sassa. There were ham croquettes involved, and uh, a guy beat his uh, retarded wife with ham, with a ham steak and pork chops. Well, I mean, what more do you want out of a story? No, all I'm saying is I think you should get an award for doing the shortest sick and wrong article of all time. Like, we've been doing this show for quite a while. Is that where we're setting the bar right now is five sentences? You just did it. You did it, a five-sentence story that you managed to turn into a 10-minute discussion. Um, you, do you have your slide whistle? There should be, like, some victory no. music oh, yeah, here going on here. Okay, a little bit of victory music, and then we can move on to phone calls. Yeah, that was good. Congratulations, Mazel Tov! You just uh, you just you just uh, created a uh, sick and wrong record, the cool. shortest sick and wrong story of all time. It's good. I mean, now do I need to try now beat that with a four sentence story, then a three sentence story, and then just one sentence? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You might be able to. People, send your stories to sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, we do encourage them to be a bit longer than five sentences, but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you'll find a gem, a diamond in the rough. Uh, Wackily, yeah, we have a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, people, I think it's about time to educate yourself. And uh, why waste time reading a book, which means you have to concentrate on something, you have to absorb it, you have to stay awake. Yeah, most books are longer than six words, and, and it just takes forever. It takes a ton of your time to get through. Yeah, so instead, I mean, just go to audible.com and listen to a book. Don't read. Listen. So anyway, here's a, here's a promo for audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right, Wack, we got a few phone calls here at the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, you know, a lot of the calls that we got this week were just awful. They're like five seconds long. It was just like, rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. Okay, we, we know Jeff Hanneman died. Uh, you know, I actually went drinking on Thursday uh, in honor of Jeff, Jeff Hanneman. I mean, Slayer's one of my favorite bands. And yeah, it sucks. It sucks that that guy died. And we're going to play a song, a song, of the, a song of the week. But dude, seriously, you can call the Sick Wrong Hotline and say something more than just, Recipes, Jeff Hanneman. And we got like 20 of those calls. Yeah, tell a story about how like you shit yourself at a Slayer show or something. Or you lost your virginity at a Slayer show. You know, Nobody the, does that. Yeah, I mean, probably not. It's 90% um, men. <laughs> oh, maybe a gay metalhead. 
My favorite thing about people at the Slayer show is if you get there early and you watch all the Hessians lined up outside the venue, there are some that they're so amped up that they'll get in fights in line before the show even starts and they don't even get into the show. <laughs> I never saw that movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot, but that's kind of what that what that's about, right? Yeah, but I need to watch but, it. I think it's on Netflix now. But much more violent. It's like Heavy Metal Parking Lot on a lot of meth. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean the, the Heavy Metal Parking Lot, like you know the glam rock or Judas Priest types. Oh, it's well, funny. It's... Uh, you know, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Um, oh, YouTube. That's yeah, you can go to YouTube funny. and just type yeah. in Heavy Metal Parking Lot. It's only twenty minutes long. It's a hilarious documentary. Oh, I thought it was like an hour and a half full length movie. Now, I think it's like 20 minutes long. It was just a uh, doc that someone filmed like outside of a Judas Priest show in like 1984. Hmm. It's funny because at, at that time, no one had any idea that Rob Alford was gay. Right. Like, even though he was showing up in a, in a, on a bike with like that leather dude hat, they just kind of thought, nah, he's, he's tough. Lots of people were doing that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Gay, but that's um, beside the point. Yeah, people, give us a thought-provoking call to 206-666-3846, and we will play your call. Here's, a, here's the first one. Hi, guys. It's not a vicar from Bolton. Uh, I'm really pissed and stoned. I'm just calling Stormed. about the guy who was from England, and he said he got the uh, doom spit in his brew. Um, that's, like, that's just fuck all that. Let me tell you about my first day at work. Andy, remember I'm the pedo, I'm the pedophile wrangler. Uh, Wait a second. This guy's referring to the dude that was at. This was an older. This, the this IT guy, guy? Yeah, this guy must be referring to an older episode. Um, the IT guy was working. He was going to reroute someone's network or something, and it was a, a, a mentally retarded person home. Like, they, he goes to a home for mentally challenged people. And I guess, like, while he was working, one of the retarded people spinning his coffee. Right. And didn't he That's drink it happened. because he was like, you know, he he, know, so polite? No, I think he was so polite that he felt bad if he didn't drink it. I don't remember. It was gross, though. I think he, I think somehow he drank it, whether he knew or whether he didn't know and realized later it was yeah, gross. Yeah, it was definitely gross. But this guy says he's a pedophile wrangler? This guy, yeah. This guy is a pedophile wrangler, which is an official job in the UK. Right. Do you have to go to college for that? You know, no, it's kind of like, uh, you know how like people, animal control here, where you wear the, you know, you want, run around with a net and you drive the truck right. around and you just pick I it. Think, I think that's what Poppy Thorne does. She's a pedophile wrangler too? No, the, the animal control. Oh. <laughs> because remember when I wanted to know what that thing was called? The big pole with, with the, the loop, yeah, with with the the loop on the end that you like put it around the iguana's neck so it, or the Komodo dragon or whatever? She tweeted at me the next day and told me what it was called. What was it's it called? called? A, cat, a catch pole. A catch pole. Well, I imagine they use similar catch poles for pedophiles. You should. <laughs> they bite. It at work was with my manager and one other guy, uh, and one of, the, one of the service users, clients, was in the bathroom, and he started smashing the place up inside the bathroom. He tearing tiles off to himself angry with. pedo and we had to get him out of there and he was it smeared his own shit all over him so we had to kind of get this guy off to the floor covered in shit and that was my first day at work and i, I think i passed it with flying colors uh and there's all sorts of fucking great stuff there as well there's one guy we call him the ginger crutch he's six foot odd and he's about six inches wide but by god could he get somebody on the floor when they were full of shit um 
Well, I don't understand what he said there. There's a ginger crotch that's six foot tall. But he's also very thin, and then I didn't catch the last one. And then he does he what? He gets on the floor? Something. But it said something with shit, right? It's probably had something with shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's all over the floor, I assume. I mean, seriously. like Sometimes, I... sometimes it's more clear when we're not listening to it, the headphones, and I, I have to actually listen to the show and be like, oh, that's what that guy said. You know, honestly, like I've I've had many jobs in my past. And uh, if if I had any job that like had feces involved with it the first day, it would have been the last time I ever worked at that job. Yeah, but didn't you used to sit next to the office unisex bathroom and you said that that girl would eat a burrito every day and come in and blow it up? Yeah, and she was really hot. I actually moved my desk because of that. <laughs> well, that's kind of involved with feces. Yeah, but I'm just saying I didn't – that was indirectly involved with feces. It wasn't yeah. like I was actually having to like – you know, use a catch. I didn't know how many degrees. <laughs> I don't know how many degrees of separation from the feces you were talking about. I require at least four, four degrees. I, I don't know about you. That's why you moved your desk. Day at work. Happy days. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's, it sounds like your job is interesting. You have some stories from it. That's a good thing. Uh, I just don't like to uh, work around feces. I wonder if he gets to wear one of those, uh, it's like a helmet, but it has it, you know, like it has its own salad spit guard that comes down over the face. Salad bar spit guard. And, you know, I thought pedophiles were just creepy and old and, you know, and then just, they, they live in their parents' basement and they just no. steal child porn. That? I, I just... there's, there's like 18 year old pedos. Well, okay. Game banger, young guy, pedos, mid thirties, mid twenties. I mean, I don't know. There's a stereotype. There's this creepy old guy. I just didn't think there'd be like some dude that would smash up a bathroom and cover himself with shit. What, what do you do with them when you get them? Uh, sedate them. <laughs> yeah, but where do you put whether it be them? with Is like there... a uh, you know a quaalude or else you know with your nightstick? Yeah, I bet you the bobbies beat the crap out of those pedos. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, so that's a good call. Work stories. We like work stories here at Sick and Wrong. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That, that's an this interesting one. needs to be safe. You, know, you can get a disease from other people's shit. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, hepatitis. Rampant with hepatitis. Is that what it, that's the main one? That's, Probably other ones, too. I think there's a, a whole score of diseases with feces. You know you what? Other people's shit going into, like, open wounds on your body. Yeah. You general. know, uh, the, the calls that we get this week um, are all scatologically themed. So, which is which is what nice is for sick and wrong. Very common, very common theme here is scat. Apparently, uh, here's another one. Hi, D Lance. This is Tim from the UK. Uh, live in Scotland, but um, from Yorkshire. So, tried in the accent. Uh, just wanted to say that lovely show. Listen to it the whole time. Uh, but you know, you guys got one thing wrong basically. Um, I think D, you almost almost there. They need to like explore it a little bit further, and it's all by the anal. Um, you know, you guys talk about you know going for like ten, twelve minutes in the pussy. The girl wants to get it off; she can't quite get it off, or she's not even into it to get it off. One thing for certain: stick it in her ass. She fucking knows about it, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> she knows about it. I, I love how like okay, you fuck the girl for twelve minutes; she's not getting off. All right, bend over, bam, straighten the brown eye. That's what he's saying. Yeah, I don't he's recommending that, that, or is he saying we say that? No, that's what he's saying you should do. If a girl's oh. not getting getting off vaginally, then just shove your dick in her rectum. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> just punch her in the head. 
She feels that too. What, okay, what did we say? I wonder if this guy's had a scotch egg. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking about. I wonder where he's putting those scotch eggs. If she's eggs. not getting off, you just feed her a scotch egg and everybody's happy. And just and shove your dick in her ass. You know, I honestly, I don't think girls would prefer that. I don't think that's going to... Some girls like it. Some girls like that, but I'm just saying if, if they're not getting off after 12 minutes of regular vaginal sex, I don't think just jamming your cock in her ass is going to take her to that level. Unless she's that type. Well, then why, why even go vaginally then? You, gotta, <laughs> you can't do the same thing all the time. You gotta... I mean, right, if she's into it, I would say if she's into it and she's like, fuck me in the ass, then yes, I would go there. But if she's not, if, she, if she's not getting off vaginally and she hasn't said anything about you going in the back entrance, but she, yet you go there anyway because you think that's going to get her off, it's probably uh-huh. not going to happen. This is, a, the, this is a strange area, though, because there are certain girls who don't. It, what does turn them on is that you would shove it in there and, not, and tell her that's how it was, and you weren't going to wait around for her to ask. How do you know if it's that girl? I mean, I, I'm just I'm saying that's why this is a weird area because you do have to you know you have to know that it's cool, and you have to know that she she does she gets off on you being super aggressive and not like spraying you in the face because you're super <laughs> uh, with mace because you're super aggressive. In my experience, I would usually discuss the the backdoor action with the girl before going there. Like, I'd be like, are you into this? I'd feel her out, find out if she's like, okay, yeah, you know, it really gets me off. Well, then we're going we're gonna to have anal sex. But I don't know if I would, I, no, I do know. I would not just go there without warning her first. Some girls wish you would. <laughs> you know, like, D, I like having sex with D, you know, his cock isn't that small, as everybody says. But uh, you know he's just he's always he's so timid and he you know he's always asking me what what did, what's all right and sometimes I just wish he would just take me. Wack, are you talking about like girls with regular vaginas or girls with penises? They email me these girls, <laughs> what, your, your sexual performances, and I email back. And sometimes we go in a chat room. What, what did we say? <laughs> what did we say about the 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 time allotted for regular vaginal vaginal sex before we just were done here? I don't remember talking about this. Oh, this is about like, uh, like how, how much men t- faking orgasms. Is that what he's talking about? No, I think what we were talking about was a girl should be able to know her body and get off oh, within 15 minutes of fucking. Or is it 12 minutes? What was it? Something around there. I mean, you're, you're implying that we actually had an idea and weren't just bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would remember. Yeah, but no, like 12 or 15 minutes. Yeah. After that amount of fucking... You know, I think it's, it's, on the, it's on the girl that to, to be able to have an orgasm. Yes, I mean I think that's fair, but no. <laughs> maybe maybe the thing is that you let them know that there's a time limit, and like after 15 minutes, this is going in your ass. You better have an orgasm, <laughs> and you put them in. Uh, you know, put put some pressure on them. That actually, I think you get a I little th- clock, like a chess clock that sits by the bed. I think that makes sex a lot more interesting. Because you, you, yeah, it's like you have you have fifteen minutes to have a vaginal orgasm, or then we are going in the back door. It's 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 an inevitability. It's going to happen. So you know you got it's fifteen a state minutes. law. <laughs> Did you, didn't you read it? Duke's law. No, Duke's law is already something else. Yeah, it's all about you making the effort and making 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 yourself come. So no messing about. Just like you know, it's all about you know. D, I've like read your book. I'm certain five percent well. I'm not ready yet. I'm 75% of the way through. 
and uh, from the stories that you portray, then obviously, you know, you definitely know. Wackley, I know that you're not really that into anal as yet. I think you're probably, you know, a little... <laughs> you've had a couple of dalliances. You should go a little bit further. Old um, dalliances with the butthole. I went all the way in when I did it. I don't know how much further I need to go. <laughs> dirty, dirty dalliances. <laughs> Sick. Keep it wrong. Keep it all by the anal. All right. Peace out. You know, I think you just came up with a new T-shirt catchphrase. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, keep it all about the anal. Yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> you don't think that'd be a hot seller? No. <laughs> I think people would understand. I think they'd miss the point about what the show's about. Um, I mean, I, I guess, yes, there are things that come out of the anal. shows an- about sex quite often. Well, and, and uh, about things that are expelled from the anus. We talk about that a lot here on the show, too. But it's not all about the anal. It's about other things as well. Um, you know, I, I, I see his point. Maybe uh, these northern birds that this guy's shagging in uh, Liverpool and in the UK, these Welsh birds. Yeah, they probably, from? they probably do like uh, being shagged up the... Is Liverpool uh, in Wales? Whatever. It's all, it's all up there in that <laughs> You're area. You're all over the map. Well, isn't Liverpool northern England? Aren't there northern birds there? Right, but I think Wales is in the south. You know, they is not Wales is up like north north uh, west, I think, or northeast. I don't know. This is um, going to be a travesty of geography, I'm sure. Well, they all look the same. I'm just saying the northern birds probably are more partial to anal over there because they're so drunk on the wife beater that they're just like, all right, you know, just shag me in the caista, and the next thing I you don't know, want to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that is how every English woman sounds. <laughs> I blame I blame Monty Python because every woman on Monty Python sounds like that. But yeah, I just don't know if I I feel like uh, anal sex is a discussion that needs to happen before sex. Like you need to know the person before you go there. That's all. That's all I'm saying about the topic. All right, we have one more. Have a one, strong opinion about anal. We have one more call here, and this also involves feces. So uh, this is a trifecta of shit calls on Sick and Wrong. Hi, Dean Lance. This is Carl from New York. I have a couple of shit stories for you. Thank you, Carl. Well, actually, one's a shit story. One's a shit smell story. Um, a few years <laughs> back, I was hospitalized for pneumonia a couple of times in a, in a two-year span. And the first time I was in, my uh, my roommate uh, came in from uh, from like one of those uh, caregiver homes or whatever you call it. He wasn't an elderly fellow, but he couldn't handle himself. Anyway, this poor bastard wore a diaper, for Christ's sake. And the nurse came in to change him, <laughs> and the stench was god awful. So I go down to the nurse's station. I said, I need some lights off my room because that room is uninhabitable. It's like, that's just I mean that just sucks if you're in there for like a broken leg or something pneumonia and next I've never you, had to stay overnight at a hospital and I never want to I have I have a couple times it's been a while but I mean god what do you do I mean you're sitting there incapacitated maybe you're on like morphine and the yeah, guy next to drugs, you more drugs more drugs push that button <laughs> yeah but I mean the guy next to you is just like shitting himself uncontrollably in his diaper and, in the hospital, I mean, there's just all kinds of gross fluids coming out of people's bodies that maybe aren't even your pee-pee or poo-poo. <laughs> like other fucking, you know, oh, like his pus. bile duct yeah, is or... leaking, you know, out of the side of his fucking scar. Ugh, like, and that smells terrible. 
It's disgusting. I, I, and then and, just in general, strange, like a lot of strange people that would be in a hospital just smell bad even when they're not shitting themselves. Ah, it's, the, it's the worst. And, and the thing is, is like you can't blame the guy shitting himself. He's probably looking at him being like, I'm sorry, I had colon cancer and it's just going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming out of me for the next two hours. And, and then I'm going to die. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't give a shit if, you're, if you don't like it. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to. Uh. Unbelievable. So they go, oh, we don't have Lysol. We can't give you Lysol. So well, I can't stay in there. It's, it's uninhabitable. I'm going down to the day room. When it airs out, I'll be back. So when I came back like an hour later, there was a little bottle of a product called Biological Odor Eliminator. And let me tell you, like every time a nurse came in to change that guy's diaper, I was pumping away at that spray. <laughs> so <laughs> just flash forward two years later, down. I'm back in the hospital pneumonia again. And I have a roommate. Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with you, Carl? Getting yeah, pneumonia twice? You got a lot of pneumonia. Yeah, what are you, HIV positive or something? <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, it's a, that's a lot of pneumonia to get two years, in, you know, two years in a row here. That gets out of bed and meanders to the bathroom and leaves a trail. It only looks like that stuff that they use on the road to seal up cracks like the tar. <laughs> so I push the nurse call button. And they go, oh, do you need assistance? I said, no, but my neighbor does. You better get down here. This guy's leaking out his head soul. <laughs> this guy has a fun time in the uh, hospital. He's they like, give me all the He's cutting it up with the hospital. nurses. <laughs> hijinks. He's, he's calling them, prank calling them. They're probably just like, oh, here's Carl again. The hospital clown. I liked that he wanted Lysol. You know what he's saying? He wanted that, like aerosol can you just spray in the air like your grandma would have it and you'd be like like whenever my grandma would do that i'd be like that doesn't seem healthy that you're just spraying this like noxious chemical all over your house but it smells good <laughs> yeah but yeah I you're mean, right granny i would be wanted i would i would be wanted to or i would want to be surrounded by a whole like a orb of febreze like a protective febreze. orb of febreze you know lilac lavender smelling febreze rather than room. shit I want my own room. I'm bougie like that. Yeah, I don't think you can get your own room unless you have, like, really good insurance. If you're just on Obamacare, you're, you're in a room with, Thanks, like, 16 Obama. other dudes, and they're all Thanks, shitting Obama. themselves simultaneously, and you yeah. got a little little bottle of bio, what is it, bio odor be gone spray? <laughs> yeah, it's like orange oil spray, I bet. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. I think that's your punishment. It makes you want to get better faster, giving you a crappy roommate and you want to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. Anyway, keep up the good work. I appreciate your hard work. We love the show. So long, boy. Thanks, Carl. Um, th- you know, th- th- that was a good phone call, too. I mean, he had a, a, a double shit-related story there. And, uh, you know, Carl, I hope you take care of yourself and you don't get pneumonia anymore because it sounds like your, your hospital stays are harrowing. I mean, they sure, really- the, the second pneumonia was related, you know, related to having... The first pneumonia. Yeah, but you know, I would be worried. See, the thing is with me, I'm worried about floating fecal particles. Like a lot of people don't care about like going into a bathroom with like a bottle of water that they've been drinking. Like they'll carry that bottle of water with them into the bathroom and then right. leave. I mean, yeah. There's floating feces, microscopic what? feces floating in the air that sticks to that bottle. I would leave the bottle outside. You're an idiot. Because isn't the floating feces floating right into your mouth anyways? Not when you're outside the bathroom. 
<laughs> but when you're in the bathroom, it's floating into your mouth. I breathe through my nose. So it's floating into your stomach through your nose. It's being blocked by, um, it's like. Oh, your magical Jewish nose hair. No, but there's, that's what nose hair's for, <laughs> Wackerly. Why don't you build a water bottle case that's made out of Jewish nose hair? What, are you just going into the bathroom just mouth breathing like a sperm whale eating shrimp? <sighs> yeah. It's like. Whales, a- whales ble- breathe through their blowhole, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a horrible, horrible insult. I'm just saying the way, like, sperm whales open up their mouth to absorb as much shrimp as possible, like to consume as much shrimp as possible. Are you doing that with the shit-filled air of the bathroom? I just don't think about it. <laughs> whales I'm, I'm, shit in the water. Like, whales take it to the next level. They shit in the water, and they're like, I'm not even breathing in this, like, environment. I'm going to, like, go up to that other type of stuff above where I live, and I'm going to breathe up there. It's a good idea, <laughs> Cause, actually. Because we all shit in here. I, mean, I try to hold my breath as long as I can when I go into the bathroom. <laughs> Like they, you know, they should almost make like, I mean, a I guess snorkel. the next step is what the Asian SARS masks, you know, when you go no, in the there. next step is you walk into the bathroom and one of those airplane th- masks drop down and you just put it on and then to go at your business and then you take it off when you leave. You should do that at your work and see if anyone says anything. Just bring in like a World War II gas mask just, and just go in yeah. there and see if just anyone says anything. Yeah. <laughs> or Carl could take one to the hospital. He should get one. Um, Last time I was here, my roommate was just fucking shitting all over the place, so I brought this uh, gas mask. <laughs> Is that cool? He's calling down to the front desk. Now says, give me a gas mask. I Look, can't breathe I asked in here. for Lysol, and you said you didn't have it. How about a gas mask? Come on. You're fucking killing me over here. <laughs> No, no, Carl, the pneumonia is killing you. Oh, right. <laughs> People call the signal on hotline 206-666-3846. Um, we are running out of time. We got to get out of here. People, the best way to listen to Sick and Wrong is through iTunes. You can go to iTunes. You can do a search. Uh, we are in the comedy podcast genre, but uh, you can just do a search for Sick and Wrong and subscribe to the show there. Give us a rating. We appreciate it. We'll keep making the show. You keep rating the show and commenting. It's a give and give relationship, that kind of thing. Sort of a symbiotic relationship. We feed off each other. Um, also, you can listen to us via SoundCloud, too. Uh, we're on SoundCloud now. And this thing called Stitcher, which is a iPad, an iPad app, iPhone app. Have you used Stitcher yet? No, I don't have an iPad. It's an iPhone app, too. Um, you can listen to all sorts of podcasts through the Stitcher. It's a new thing. I haven't even, I, you know, someone just brought it to my attention that we're on Stitcher. I don't like the name. Stitcher? Yeah. Sounds like an embroidery app. It does, actually. Needlepoint or something. Um, also, stitching. Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, you can support the show by buying your very own Sick and Wrong t-shirt to wear proudly in public. Where everybody, you can broadcast to the world that you like podcasts and not famous podcasts you like unknown indie podcasts that no one listens to except for people who are obsessed with shit calls like people that really like to listen to phone calls about people talking about shit listen to this podcast and you can wear that shirt and tell everybody that you like that Mm -hmm. it's a good thing so go to sickerrompodcast.com slash store get yourself a t-shirt um, as mentioned before wackerly the sick and wrong song of the week is a special dedication to slayers founding member jeff hanneman who um, passed away uh this past week 
it's a, uh, a metal tragedy. You know, I think Hessians throughout the world are drinking shots of Jägermeister to Jeff Hanneman. He, I mean, he was a metal legend. Are they going to get a replacement guitarist? They kind of do. They, uh, for the past two years, Gary Holt from Exodus, uh, the Bay Area Thrash Band, has been filling in. Jeff Hanneman's been fucked up. And do you know what happened to him? He got bit by something? So, yeah, he was bit by a spider on tour. I'm not sure where he was at the time. But he stopped touring in 2011 after coming down with necrotizing fasciitis, which is a degenerative skin infection. She contracted after he's suffering a spider bite. So uh, it was causing like flesh-eating bacteria to eat his arm. Mm. And though he'd occasionally make surprise appearances with Slayer over the next few years, uh, he had like just a regimen of surgeries and skin grafts that sidelined him. And then uh, what ended up happening, yeah, he w- went into a coma. And uh, they were thinking of amputating the arm completely. Uh, but he ended up dying of liver failure um, this past Thursday. And, uh, yeah, he's 49 years old. You know, I wonder if uh, they had amputated his arm, he obviously would be unable to play the riffs for Angel of Death and uh, South of Heaven. Um, he probably do – you th- do you think Slayer would have let him just out of respect for their, their bandmate play with his feet? There is that guy who plays guitar with his feet, right? Do you think he would have bothered to learn to play with his feet? He might as well. What else do you have to do? But you know, like uh, Def Leppard's drummer lost an arm, and they still let him in the band. His specially designed <laughs> drum. Were they ever as good, though? No, but I mean, okay, let's just say you are Kerry King or Tom Araya, another founding member. Kerry King, the other founding member of Slayer. You've known Jeff Hanneman your whole life. You guys have been really good friends. But, uh, you know, he loses his arm, obviously can't play. In, uh, in, in Slayer anymore, but he's like, you know what? I got a specially designed guitar that I can play with my feet. Would you say, all right, that's cool? If he was good? It wasn't that good. He was all right, but you could get another guitarist to kind of play so it sounds like he's still playing. Sure. You would let him do it? Yeah, would you? Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know. What, what would happen? Let's say situation reverse. You know, I, I end up getting throat cancer and I have to talk through a voice box. Would you still do the podcast with me? Like It'd doing be better. <laughs> Wackerly, it's quit a... making fun of my voice. But it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of funny. Um, hopefully that does not happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like with uh, Jeff Hanneman, I would have probably preferred to, rather than get my arm amputated, probably just end it there. Although, I mean, he was a famous guitarist. Had millions of dollars. I mean, he could probably right. get a really cool, like, you know, cyborg yeah, bionic arm. Then he could play some fucking furious riffs. You know? It would be unfair to the other guitarists if he was, you know, using mechanically assisted, you know, strumming techniques. It'd be the fastest riffs you've ever heard. It would, I think it would take Slayer to the next level. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe we're on to something here. Maybe heavy metal guitarists should get bionic enhancements. At that point, I wanted to just do techno music, though, and have the computer do it. I want something that, that shreds furiously. So <laughs> Make the computer shred furiously. Nobody even has to show up. I will tip my glass here to uh, Jeff Hanneman. Uh, he was, Slayer is one of the, the, the greatest metal bands of all time, and he really did. I mean, he wrote the seminal Slayer songs. You know, he wrote uh, Angel of Death. He wrote South of Heaven. Um, he wrote Dead, Dead Skin Mask. War Ensemble. He's a brilliant guitarist, and uh, he will be missed in the middle world. So we're going to end the show here with South of Heaven. 
People will be back next week with episode, uh, God, what are we on? 380. Jesus. Uh, Until then, take it sleazy. Okay, good night.
I was at, I was dropped, I think I was like spending the night at a friend's house in Detroit, at Chuck's house, and uh, he was coming to pick me up. And I, had, I must have borrowed his car or something, and I had left my CD in there. And it was like, I think it was Slayer. It was something like that, and it was just blasting. And, yeah, my dad came and picked me up. He didn't turn the volume down or anything. He just had left the, he didn't shut off the music. He just left mm-hmm. it on. And I was just totally just like, wow, you, you didn't even mind Slayer. No, you know what? Actually, it was Iron Maiden. It wasn't Slayer. I think my dad liked Maiden. <laughs> or, I mean, your dad could be kind of oblivious about things. And just I not even. Deep, I think he was a deep thinker, so sometimes stuff like that would just, he wouldn't even register. But it, it was so loud. I, I just don't understand how you could not hear that it was like, you know, this is fucking Power Slave, just so loud. And he just didn't even care. David, who is this bad? I like it's, it, the I, evil I, that I'm men quite, do. I'm quite, it's growing on me. Could you get me the entire Iron Maiden collection? I would like to meet this Bruce Dickinson fellow. Could we go see them at Shoreline Amphitheater? Uh, we'll make Jeffrey drive us. We'll tell him they have a famous song called Mustache Bottom. And that's, we'll lie to him and convince him to drive. He would have, yeah, my brother actually really did think that was a Judas Priest song. <laughs> 